1: Chancellor Zane C. Webber of the Federal Council of Zane Australia, sitting at the table with my two esteemed colleagues from across the seas.
2: The People's Champion, Sebastian of the United States of Sub-America, you're one in 200. Is it 200 or 100? It's been a while. It's I 200. Think it's 200. I think. It could yeah. be great. Wonderful. I'm just one of the people, you know. <laughs>
3: And I, of course, am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia.
2: How are we tonight, gentlemen? Whoa. A little bit off. Yes, but, the, you're emotionally invested, right? The,
3: the, and- the Andropolian healthcare system has let me down this week.
1: All right. Uh, how is that going? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a healthcare system at well, the Well, you moment? know
3: how planes go into a tailspin and then rarely come out of them? With everybody alive on board, yes, or with
1: so your you know, pieces
3: uh, left over—is that you or the healthcare system?
1: Uh, it's uh, anthropology. P- p- a little bit of both. <laughs> yes, it's a. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, if you're joining us for the first time, we each have a nation on the Nation States Simulator. Nation States. I say that a lot. <laughs> you and do. It still makes sense, but not in my head. Every
2: hundred times you say Nation States, they give us a dollar. Do they? No, that's not true. Who are
1: they giving this dollar to? (laughs) Oh, the team. They give us a wink. And we get issues that plague our nations from week to week. We get together. We yell at each other about what we should do. And then we assess how our nations are going. Actually, lately
3: lately we've been yelling, well, I have been anyway, yelling about why the game isn't doing what it should be doing.
1: (laughs) You've been yelling at your own citizens, your imaginary citizens a lot.
3: They are unbelievably stupid. Yeah. I cannot believe some of the things they get up to.
1: I mean, just maybe try educating them a little bit. <laughs> they, they are the
3: masters of their own domain, Zane.
1: So, just a little bit about each of our nations. Uh, my nation is, of course, Zane Australia. We are based in science and compassion for all. Uh, we lean heavily on education and welfare. Uh, as well as, uh, I guess, what were, what were my three? It was education, education welfare. Compassion? Well, compassion well, I, I yeah, suppose that yeah. fits in with welfare. Oh, no, futurism. Futurism. Of futurism. Course. futurism, technology.
3: Twirling towards the future. Forever
1: towards the future. How could you forget? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just the three tenants. I forgot ah, my of
2: tenants. Of course. Uh, said America. We're really a nation that's all about following what's in your heart. You know, doing what feels right at any given time. It's really a... No, you're looking at me like I'm saying the wrong thing. Well, I sometimes think.
1: you feel in your heart that you need to have a subterranean government.
2: <laughs> I feel like it's safer and there's more I think There's more use for the land, you know, above, you know, for the citizens. Really? Every, that's,
3: that's, that's true. Everybody knows that land with you know, tons and tons of concrete underneath it <laughs> is uh, incredibly valuable. Yes. You know, there those... can be office buildings
1: above us. The most terrible, Like,
2: like I'm probably... Be. I'm in the you capital a city. You
1: weigh, weigh the, the top of your <laughs> subterranean... What's um... the
2: worst case scenario? We go deeper? It's more safe down there.
1: Yeah, but the worst case all... scenario is it collapses in on itself, killing <laughs> your entire government in one fell swoop.
2: That's what they want, right? <laughs> no, we're really a nation about, yeah, doing what feels right, you know. It's all, it's all at the conscience vote, every single time.
1: And, you know. All civil liberties yeah. don't impinge on anyone else.
2: Yeah, as long as, you know, you're staying in your own lane when you make your choices, we're all good. And Andropolia? Well, Andropolia, in stark contrast to the
3: vagueness <laughs> of Sub-America, the disgusting <laughs> vagueness, has strong anarchic uh, ideals... And promotes a free market wherever possible. Because that, of course, is how people best interact with one another.
1: A libertarian paradise.
3: One might say. One might say the the paradise part is pending.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure the libertarians are being fine. Everyone who was expecting anything from the government is is falling short.
3: This is true, you know, things like care or uh, um, of of any sort, health or, or, or safety.
1: We are Excellent. letting them
2: down, unfortunately.
1: Well, who has an issue that they would like to bring to the table to discuss this evening?
2: I do. Oh, yeah, I mean, we we all do. Yeah, it, this is true. Is yours really pressing, is it? It is.
3: Well, okay. the pressing part is that it has an amusing pun. Mine has a pun title. title too. Oh,
2: fantastic. Zane's going to have a good night. Uh, hmm.
3: It was as best as times. It was <laughs> the worst of times. Oh, it's beautiful. Is it? Experts are pleading for you to act on the proposed disposal of the cheap and easy to produce wonder material asbestos, previously universally used in construction. But after a recent investigation concluded uh, the material is highly carcinogenic, when breathed as particulates, there have been calls for its removal. Who's renewed? They are ticking time bombs sitting in the walls of every office, house, school and workplace throughout Andropolia, just waiting for somebody to nudge them, draws Fanny Sanders, your public health minister, slamming a ludicrously thick file onto your desk. (laughs) And we're actually obtuse enough to waste our time investigating methods of making headway. We must organise disposal teams and fund an emergency information campaign as soon as possible. Damn the cost and the manpower, thousands of lives are at stake.
1: Yeah.
3: I sympathise, I sympathise, but she is calling on an essentially a a, a bottomless budget to deal with a problem that people did to themselves. I'm sorry to be so crass, but they really did. They decided to build out of cheaper materials rather than wood or concrete. Or or, or...
1: Did they? But they didn't know that it was carcinogenic. Also, I thought... Shame on them.
3: And sometimes you just get screwed like that by nature.
2: I thought Sometimes. that, I mean, maybe I might be wrong, but in Australia, I thought that it was like a standard requirement for construction throughout, like, the 60s. Like, I thought it was just it was non-choice. Like, this is just how they have to come. It was. It was, it was, well, it was a great material. So it was a government, yeah. In Australia, it was a government-mandated material, so there once wasn't it, a choice.
3: Once it was pressed into the fibre boards, it's it's only dangerous when it's yeah, broken and and, and, yeah. and airborne. But in the fibre boards, it's completely, completely safe. Just don't
1: lick it 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 or breathe it. It was just when the building started to break down and, you know, age, as the passage of time happens, uh, it becomes dangerous. Deadly. (laughs) And
3: this is the unfortunate uh, uh, case of um, discovery. Yeah. That when you made the right economic uh, decisions in the past, you allocated the resources, you know, as efficiently as you, as you could. You know, think of all the people who didn't die because they were housed, despite it you know, now being in carcinogenic uh, uh, asbestos panels.
1: That is true. In Andropolia, who would be culpable?
3: Let me continue. Okay. Uh, well, begins Rhys Anderson, your Director of Medical Research, wrapping her knuckles against your office wall and emitting a cloud of dust in the process. The alarming health implications of asbestos must certainly be dealt with and the materials removed, but you'd still be closing the stable door after the penguin has bolted. We seem to be avoiding the issue of treatment for those already suffering the effects of long-term exposure of asbestos. I propose you divert at least half of the bottomless funds you're giving to, to a disposal campaign to boosting the healthcare and research, of, uh, and, 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 and research services.
1: Well, I mean, currently, half of infinity is still infinity. <laughs> this so, is right. the situation
3: in Andropolia currently is that a few weeks ago there was a there was a title change <laughs> of <laughs> that
1: came of with the, a government of, of the change leader
3: that came with a massive government change, and subsequently many services, in fact, almost all services, apart from military and police, were cut. Healthcare was already down quite significantly, yeah. um, it is presently at zero.
1: Are you looking this, to add some more back to it?
3: This is an opportunity to, to add some back because despite my efforts of insisting that people, the Andropolians, would be better handling their own healthcare... They are not building facilities. They are not opening clinics. The doctors are running around with their hands in the air saying, please, we need regulation in order to do our job. I cannot fathom...
1: they've uh, they've, uh, emigrated, (laughs) I think. I cannot
3: (laughs) fathom why they aren't doing it, but people are in trouble and I am the leader. I, I have the vested power. I have to act despite my best efforts to give them a free market... And so those
1: are the two options?
3: A, there is a third, but I have to say I'm leaning towards the second one. Mm-hmm. When you hear the third one...
1: I mean, option number two is the one that Zanstralia would take. That's like, right. there is a problem, let's fix it. Let's
3: fix it. And it's not being fixed on their own, although... Yeah. Let me get to number three. These empathy, empathy-ridden hooligans are letting go... are letting their do-gooder impulses cloud their judgement, declares... <laughs> declares the slick Gregory Garrison, representative of Acme Construction, whilst fondling his golden tie bar. As long as nobody breaks this stuff, then it's all good, right? Asbestos has helped support the growing population of Andropolia by allowing us to quickly build cheap, adequate housing, and we're going to need to keep that pace unless you want filthy beggars approaching you on every street corner. And think of how costly removing the stuff is going to be. Do you think the national coffers can actually fund it? That would be the response... I would be inclined to take in a world where the Andropoleans have begun to act on their own. They are refusing to do that and they're coming to me for help. I feel I have no other option other than to fund its removal and and fund some healthcare.
1: I would agree. I think...
3: It's the wrong... It, it,
1: doesn't, it doesn't mention, like, that. that option right there is actually says, what's wrong with it? Let's keep using it. Exactly right. Whereas, like, I think a fourth option, a fourth good option would be let people take care of it themselves and just don't let people build with it from now on.
3: Possibly. I mean,
1: that's kind of a halfway measure between throwing all the money you need to fix the problem or letting the problem fix itself over the next while with people having full knowledge that they could be yeah getting cancer from this building material
3: i the, the response i would like to take is not to not to regulate its construction at all but to introduce a new um, uh, liability on anybody now using it after the yeah, after the knowledge absolutely. that it's a carcinogen yeah. has has come out
2: as I, of this point right now do you have a public health care system or have you that's none, been cut.
3: none whatsoever
2: okay. all these people this is me being yeah, a yeah, super yeah. devil's advocate <laughs> there is a bunch of people who have now been exposed to some dangerous materials. Yes. And you don't have a government branch that will have to deal with them when they get very ill. That's right. When you open up a government branch that will be dealing with it, this is going to cost you a lot more long-term when all those cancer-ridden people are now in the system. It is. It is. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you should support them. But, but, <laughs> but I'm just letting you know, it's not just this cost. By reopening your system, you have to take in every sick person as well. I'm I have, interested
1: how America would...
2: I would have yeah. done option one. Was option one just like, get it gone right now? Just, just yeah. to fund its yeah. removal. Yeah. 100%. Okay. they first.
1: I mean, in a civil liberty society, mm. option number four would be, like, the builders are building. Like, people don't have to buy it. They don't. That's they don't exactly the right. There wasn't an option four, that's was there? It. Yeah. Oh, no, option no. number three. No. Is the builder saying, look, it's cheap. Mm. If people want cheap housing then we'll use it.
2: Okay. Ideally, I would have had, if I could pick the exact option, it would have been government-supplied removal on request. Like, we don't go through to every house and do it, but any house that wants it gets it.
1: Yeah. All right.
2: But that's not how it phrases, so I'm happy to do no, the safest thing St. Australia would go
1: with number two. It's like, it's, it's the quickest, most logical option. There's a problem. Fix the problem.
3: Now, do you know what? I'm going to ride this one out. Yes, I'm gonna to stick to stick to the ideals of, of Andropolia and go with number three. That's exactly right. Nobody has to I, I understand it's it's difficult when somebody builds something yeah. and for you to say, Well, I don't really like it, but I also can't wait the two months that it will take to build a new house. So yeah, I'll take it, I guess.
1: Yeah.
3: That's difficult. But the developers also take on the risk that nobody will buy their house. So I, I think there would be a... Res- oh, in in the real world, there would yeah. absolutely be a response where people would have an outcry. I can't believe you're building this new building or planning to use these asbestos panels. Yes, yeah. And they would... and they would Stop change it. ..change the plan. Oh, absolutely, and, and do it off their own back, just, just for the goodwill.
1: If... So you're saying that the developer bears the liability, even if, say, the, the company that built a building is now disbanded and it's owned by someone else.
3: Sometimes sometimes the universe screws you. Sometimes there's a, there's a reality that was present the whole time.
1: And it's the individual that has to... Yep, and, okay. and,
3: and you finding out about it um, uh, only recently, unfortunately, does not absolve you from responsibility.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, people well, this, be... is, this is actually a topic that I, I wanted to talk about privately, but it's come up now. So with the net neutrality thing that's going through in the US at the moment, Comcast is a company that has publicly and to their customers said, we are 100% for net neutrality, we want it to go through, we will not change any of your plans, we are not making any plans for that. But it's come (laughs) out recently that they are literally funding... uh, What is it? I'm having real trouble the wording today.
3: Funding the no campaign? Yes, yeah. they're, fun- they're funding the no
1: campaign and they they are actually uh, planning to change plans right. if it goes through right. very quickly. Now, where would that fit in Andropolia? Because people are literally being lied to by a corporation. They are. Um, Is there any culpability for the corporation or is it on the individuals back even when there is no real way for them to find out without an investigative reporter or someone leaking information.
3: This is true. And probably the way their contracts are structured, they would have a difficulty in yeah. um, getting out of it without uh, without some. Especially s- some with a
1: monopolized system in, in the US. But I was just wondering how that would fit in in like a situation like this where a building says, no, 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 we've got rid of all the asbestos yeah. and then they wait for everyone to buy and then they sell to another corporation. They sell sell to another company okay. so that they no longer have any vested interest in that building and that if it comes out that there is asbestos and it's just on the individual, well, even though they were <laughs> lied to?
3: If, if, um if they knew... That asbestos was harmful before the public did, yeah. And that's the moment when they when they sold to this other company, knowing that they were you know just trying to shirk their shirk yeah. that, that liability. That's a shady deal. I wouldn't consider that um, illegal. Certainly immoral.
1: Yes, but yeah.
3: not illegal. Um, and they deserve all the all all, all the backlash and all the um, uh, rescinding of, of contracts there, thereafter. Um, they, they, they deserve everything that's coming to them in that respect. That would be a real dick move.
1: Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <people. laughs>
3: and, 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 yeah. and and in the case of the US, unfortunately, um, in, infrastructure is heavily regulated. Yeah. So in a, certain, in a certain sense, it is monopolised. People don't really have a choice between their internet provider. So when they decide to screw you, you're really fucked.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the issue. in the And kind of what we were saying with the accommodation. Yeah. If you have no other option and the person who provides you your one option is not caring for you at all and is literally just in it for whatever money you have right. and then waits for you to die of cancer, what that's are you going to do? That's not
3: necessarily a bad thing, though, because you're choosing, in, very crudely, you're choosing whether to die of cancer or whether to die of exposure. And I would think dying of cancer is a more long-term life in that sense. That's, that's a better choice of the two. Sure. Yeah, if
1: you want to put it on, <laughs> no, no, on, on the individual. Whenever, like that.
3: When, yeah. whenever you have a choice like this, you must consider the alternative, and sometimes the alternative is really dark. Sure, even when the choice is crap.
1: Well, let's see what number three does. I, I
2: actually agree with you.
3: I mean, yeah. as horrible as it is. <laughs> like-
2: it's like death by decapitation or death by flesh eating virus. That's exactly. I might right. last a bit longer <laughs> with the virus, I guess, it but I really don't want to. Slightly more painful, but uh, yeah. yeah. See,
1: yeah. even personally, I would absolutely pick decapitation. What if that if virus <laughs> takes
2: like ten years, though? Like, and you could have five more okay years before it got really dark. You know what I mean? Like, there's always. I mean, there's always you can always add yeah. little tidbits yeah. to it, but yeah, that's why it depends. Like, I've, I've. This is the
1: one point I like I'm so for personally for euthanasia. It's like if you've got a chronic illness and you decide that you're going to the amount of pain that you're going to be on a daily basis is not worth Yeah. That's is it should totally be your choice. I think that that's kind of like this is like when you're forced into a position by a, a group of companies who have made <laughs> agreements that they're not going to impose on each other's territory, so you only have one option, then you're stuck. Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. Quite so, a yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Hammering a nail into a wall is an effective death sentence. <laughs> tax cuts prove Andropolia is open for business. I like tax cuts. School bus set on fire in road rage incident... That's a little extreme.
1: <laughs> I don't know how that applies to a
3: asbestos ab- regulation. That's fantastic. Engine room of economy ticking over nicely and old woman waits in vain for help crossing road. Because oh. all of her saviours
2: died of cancer. <laughs>
3: there are some big well, double-digit changes. Pizza delivery is, um, is up 10%.
2: I thought it would have gone down because people t- were spending more time away from their cancer houses. I, I,
3: I don't know how this is happening, but the economy has had a boost from the well, government doing absolutely nothing. That is right. I will yeah. give the game credit for that.
1: I, I think that's that's <laughs> the point. You literally said we're not going to regulate business, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So of course, on businesses your head, it. are doing more, that's exactly and right. yeah, so more money goes into it.
3: It, more importantly, they don't have the protection of the government when things go bad. Yes. They wear it yeah. all on their head. So gambling is up 8%. The death rate is up 4%. Um, obesity up 2%. Nothing really uh, remarkable after that. Um, safety, believe it or not, is only down um, a third of a percent. Hmm. Um, but uh, health is the biggest, um, biggest fall at 12% down. Oh, 12%. Big. Pizza delivery up ten percent, book publishing down ten percent. So we know where all those <laughs> book dollars went to. Uh, niceness down five percent, and weather down four percent. Other than that, uh, quite uh, quite ordinary statistics. Yeah. So well, health love, obviously yeah. is is the is the loser
1: there. I have another health based issue that we can uh, talk about. It's called uh, get baked.
0: Planning for your next trip.
1: And while strolling through the annual bake sale at my niece's school, uh, I couldn't help but overhear a heated argument between two of the mothers at a nearby snickerdoodle and cupcake display. Mmm, tasty. Natalia, I don't care how much kale you put in these cupcakes, we just shouldn't be feeding this much sugar to children, lectures one of the gaunt-looking mothers, waving a carrot in exasperation. She catches a glimpse of you out of the corner of her eye and turns to you. Leader, you must regulate all junk food going into our children at school. If we... Need a fundraiser? We can sell fruits and vegetables instead of this high-calorie, low-energy bull. Oh, my fanny. <laughs> you must watch your mouth. These are children in here, complains her dumpling-shaped counterpart, hemp-bumping her way into a centre-stage <laughs> position in the conversation and sending the previous speaker flying into a tower of rice cereal treats. You can't get rid of this sugary goodness. These kids love it. If anything, we need more sugar and some help for businesses that provide sweet treats that bring so much happiness. Who cares if people are gaining weight? That's just evolution. (laughs) Not a strong (laughs) grasp of Darwinian theory there. Uh, Evolution? That's what this is about, interjects Teresa, local Violetist and busybody, showing up from behind a display of savoury doughnuts in the shape of a Violetist religious symbol. The purple passages say the sweetness is not of virtue, and shall not consume the fruit of the cane. Maybe that's not exactly correct, but you get my point. Ben, desserts entirely. There seems to be a lot of call for regulating
3: food. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, if, um, as if they can't say no
2: themselves. There seems to be a lot of elderly, masculine British women as uh, well.
1: Only two were...
2: Men, women. Men-ish. Yep. Um,
3: <laughs> it seems like what... Uh, a lot for a group of three. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like what Zane Australia need is a get back to work, oldies. Yep. Fund. I just think to give I've them already,
1: something to do I've for the sent day. Sent them back to
2: work. Haven't I? <laughs>
1: Wasn't that an issue that I had? I can't remember. Um,
2: Let I, people do what they want. I have a fourth option. Oh, I hope it's someone saying what I just said. Ah!
1: Screams my niece, causing everyone <laughs> to suddenly turn to her. Thank you. Who cares what kids eat? It should be our choice alone if we want to eat cookies and candy all the time. Not yours. Give children the choice to put whatever food we want in our bodies. It's the only way.
2: Okay, I meant like under parental supervision <laughs> let families run the way they need to. <laughs> um,
1: well, okay, so option number one is sugar. regulating the child, what children eat at school. So yeah. it's not overall. Option number two is subsidising Candy businesses. That's weird To encourage more sweetness. Option number three, banning desserts for religious reasons. Option number four is kids get to choose what they eat.
2: So what you're really saying is this is a two-horse race.
1: What
3: Zane Australia is going to go with, I predict, is number one, and that's to
1: control the diets at school. I'm... It's between one and four. Mm. I'm kind of leaning towards four. Really? Just because it's kind of like it is personal choice. But she's a child. But then again, that's the thing. It is what's best for them. Children should not be making their own choices before the age of consent, after which they can make whatever choices they want. Parents should. And so I'm not going to subsidize sugar. No, not going to ban desserts. <laughs> also <laughs> crazy. Uh, but I, I think it's both reasonable that people get to eat what they want, but I think it's also reasonable that schools serve what uh, a healthy yes. option.
2: Wait, is it the school serving it or just like parents can't pack a Mars bar with their kids' food?
1: Um, you must regulate all junk food going to yeah. our children at school. So it's just yeah. they can't take it to school. But that's the same as like... Peanuts and allergens now. That's that right. You can't, that's right. Yeah. And that's
3: not saying you can't have it. Yeah. It's, it's, as it's, as it's soon as you within yeah. within these walls, you know, have a carrot. You're Wait.
2: going to create some sort of candy black market in all these schools. Oh, it you already think exists. There anyway, isn't
3: one? Yeah. I was
1: the king of the candy black market at my school. What are you talking about?
2: But you're gonna have um, little kids selling candy to teachers who can't bring it to school now, but they really want that. So I am interested
1: in what both of you. Would do, because um, I I'm don't I'm not strongly leaning towards either one or four. I would
2: dismiss this. Well, okay. My only realistic <laughs> option is option four, but I do have an age of consent in sub-America, and I I wouldn't give that freedom to a kid because the idea is yeah. get them all educated, and then when they hit you know high, year twelve age, then it's all their choice. So well, that's that sounds
1: bit, like option number one. But option it's number like one's teaching also teaching them to eat correctly. But
2: I would like their parents to also have some reign over what they do.
1: They have them before school and after school. Yeah. And also what they do at school within certain limits.
2: But for me, I would dismiss it because currently there would be no rules to what they can and can't bring. Mm, if a kid wants to bring a, you know, a pot of steaming laksa, he can do it. You know, like, I'm not going to say no. Like, it is what it is. Currently, they have freedom. And everything, every other option bar four takes away freedom. But you have to remember
3: that they also are children. Now, Andropolia famously banned... Uh, ...religious... Banned children. <laughs> religious education. Banned religious <laughs> proselytising to uh, to the under Which I think was a good, good choice. So in that same vein, um, Andropolia would ban junk food at schools, not from the health perspective, mm. but to not be advertised to in a, in a vulnerable, unsupervised uh, place.
1: I... I... Appreciate that argument. I think I'm gonna go with number one. Because honestly, I think even though you would dismiss it, I think number one is the closest to what said America would do anyway. Yeah, number one is <laughs> no,
2: number one is the second place for me as opposed to dismiss. But yeah, uh,
1: cotton candy made from genuine cotton cellulose Ooh. doesn't quite satisfy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diet-conscious Australian's turn from dairy. Banana sales curve upward. Our forecast, it's all good. <laughs> citizens praise innovative government solutions. Ooh, and I have a new banner, the stadium, Ooh. which is uh, develop healthy citizens. Oh, lovely. Okay. All right. So authoritarianism. Yes. Up 20%. Yes. That <laughs> uh, was coming. Health up 8.4. Ideological radicality up. Uh, 3.7 income equality up two weather up two taxation up 0.7 lifespan and safety up about the same mm. uh, the big downs beverage sales 73.4 percent oh yeah that will take a hit uh, my retail. Down 30%. Wow. Pizza delivery down 16.9%. All well, those kids how eating many, pizzas to school, I guess. Yeah, how many pizzas were going to school? So, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, economic freedom, wealth gaps, uh, employment and obesity down 1% yeah. each. Economic, uh, economy down 1 again. Uh, human Development Index down 0.27. Welfare down 0.27. Yeah, that's. So, uh,
3: So by that um, uh, by that result, it would seem that the bulk of beverage sales were happening in schools anyway. Yeah, seventy three point four percent. Thus, justifying the Antipolian decision to to stop advertising in in, in schools.
1: Yeah, all right. I think that's all. I think that's positive. I think that's fine for Zane. Despite the hit to the economy, I think that's very positive. Well, even that's only one point two percent. Oh, it's not a huge percent. Like retail went down a lot. By 30%, but overall economy 1.2%.
2: Very good. All right, well, what have you got, say so america I have a lovely pun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Resistance is fertile. Oh. An outbreak of an antibiotic-resistant superbacterium has killed five people in Suplex City. And the... Oh, no, don't make me do this. I'm tired. Epidemiologists. There we go. I'm guessing these people that started epidemics... Is that a thing? Epidemiologist. Yep, yeah, cool. Uh, leading the emergence of this strain to contaminated chicken meat from poultry given regular doses of antibiotics. Health officials, farmers, and consumers are searching for solutions to prevent another outbreak. Mm-hmm. Oh no, my chicken's poisoned. This isn't good. It's not good. Chicken's a delicious animal. Chicken, we need this fixed you know right, right now.
1: Bird flu went through China. No chicken for anyone. In China. In China.
2: <laughs> okay. Option one. There's a simple solution, says Sierra Zam, head of the Sub-America Public Health Board. Ban antibiotic use on animals. Antibiotic overuse promotes drug-resistant bacteria and the chemicals involved are also tainting the food chain. If animals get sick, cull them. Superbugs will be a thing of the past.
1: That's a very rational response.
3: That yeah, is. I like, this, yeah. this
2: person thought about what they said before they spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone yeah. else is going to vomit on me. It, <laughs> it puts the
1: economic burden on the farmer, yeah. on, on the producer, yeah. So yeah. Rather, but, rather than, yeah.
2: But it's also
3: in their interest to stop the disease from spreading. Mm. Uh, exactly right. Unfortunately, by culling the animal or at least quarantining them. Yes.
2: And it also you know cuts the money from the pharmaceutical industry who's supplying the... Antibiotics, which I think is oh, oh, is there
3: is there a tinge of conspiracy here? <laughs> well, I believe one of my
2: next people is from there. <laughs> uh, the government must not do that. Chance shouts. Amanda Fallon, head poultry butcher at the Chicken's Box Inc. We will lose revenue and efficiency. We raise thousands of birds here, and antibiotics allow us more meat per unit, more units per square meter, and more units per big dollar. Oh, I love calling it that. <laughs> you should allow us to use whatever drugs we need to keep the farming industry strong. Oh, well, that,
1: doesn't, that doesn't address the ongoing problem. No,
2: and whatever <laughs> drugs we need. So, like, if we keep <laughs> the farming industry strong, they just coat every chicken with <laughs> opium or something. What? Right? Well, Whatever drugs OPM. they need to keep the industry strong. Okay. Drugs are
1: already no,
2: no, no. legal. Whatever drugs they need, they can start making chicken addictive. Why, why, is, that a, why no. is that a problem? This is nation state. Is, I'm yeah. terrified that they're going to actually <laughs> try and like, rig these chickens up so they're actually addictive. But you're fine with yeah, that. If that's what people want, no, but they, if that's they're what they're people a, want to do. Lacing their shit with drugs isn't letting people pick what they want. It's changing what they want. As, as long as they let everybody know that they're
3: hallucinogenic chickens. They didn't ask us like, <laughs> what, what they're doing.
2: <laughs> A third option. Does anyone forget to mention why chickens get sick? Asks younger farmer Miles Mann as he pets Mrs. Tweedy, the Aww. favourite of his five chickens.
1: I like Mrs. Tweedy.
2: It's because they're all cooped up in cages, unable to move, develop their bodies and exercise. The solution is for free-ranged farming to be mandatory. Meat will be fresher, healthier, and better tasting. We'll need more room, of course, so perhaps the government could donate us some city parks to convert. Mm. I am open to this. No? You'll have lots of chicken uh, theft. Oh,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> or lots of fences around your parks. Lots of
2: Well, there won't be parks anymore. They're mm. just farms. Yeah, <laughs> well, a lot of in-city farms. That, that's the weird part. Okay. You know,
3: when, when people are hungry... When people are hungry and you have to feed them, you know, it's nice to say you should be getting the healthiest food possible. But if the only way to feed them is to, you know, stick a million chickens into in, into a barn, you know, because yeah. that's, that's the most efficient way to get that much food to, yeah. to, to keep all these people alive, it's a shitty option, but... That's that's the one that makes sense at the time. Chicken
1: has only become a staple of our diet because of its availability. It used to be a luxury or maybe like a once or twice a year thing when you had an old chicken and you killed it and you ate it. Uh, But because of this, the factory farming system and these antibiotics that we can pump them full of and the genetic modifications that we've put into them that make them triple in size, we can have chicken... Literally every meal of the day.
3: Until, Until uh, nature takes over yes. and chickens become extinct.
1: Yes. And that's <laughs> what happens. <laughs> that's what's happening to bananas. That's what's happening yeah. to corn. That's what's yeah, yeah. happening to everything.
3: Because the, because the farmers did not establish, um, or the industry rather, didn't establish a self-reinforcing yeah. feedback of uh, uh,
2: proper, proper um, growth. I do have one final option.
3: It had
1: better be a good one.
2: It's not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Has anyone thought about the little guy here, by which I mean the poor, destitute pharmaceutical industry? Questions uh. big pharma executive Diego Skinner as he steps off his private jet. Why? are we in my office? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If you block out block out sales, our problems will fall by several percent and jobs will be lost. Perhaps instead subsidise investment into the next generation of antibiotics. That way farmers can use antibiotics all day long and will likely still have new tools to treat sick patients with.
1: Sounds like a solid investment into science. <laughs> Say, Australia does not agree. No, like, <laughs> 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 um,
2: okay, so between one and three realistic for me. So free-range everything? I think one. Oh, I think one is range? the least, yeah. least
1: disruptive. antibiotics? Yeah. Really? Ra- rather than going full free-range, yeah. uh, because that is disruptive... To the general populace as well as to the industry, whereas I think the, making that change to the industry uh, basically just makes the industry culpable for disease that comes through.
3: It may not be as disruptive as you think. I mean, if people were spending more time around their food, they may think twice about what they
1: eat. That ma- that is also true. I don't possi- I don't have an issue with eating chicken. I'm not a no, vegetarian not. myself, um, but mm. I, I do think that it is. It, it, is, it is a luxury protein that has become a staple protein <laughs> in, and that's just the way it
2: well, has worked. We're gorging ourselves on protein think,
1: in, the, in the West.
2: Okay, yeah. so number one is ban antibiotics if they get sick, cull them. Yeah. The way number three poses itself is that they're getting sick because of their living conditions. If their living conditions don't change, but we change the, the treatment of their sicknesses, will not option one in theory be like, oh god, we have to cull like fifty percent of them? Well, whereas the other option treats where the illness comes from,
1: changing the system, like factory farming without antibiotics is a situation where disease could destroy your entire, I what would you call it, inventory of chickens. Yeah. So you would want to. Put them in more healthy situations where they're not like right up against each other where diseases won't be spread. So if quickly. you had the resources for if it, you have if, the resources. if you had the
3: space, if you could yeah. put them out to pasture.
1: And again, that's putting the burden back on the industry mm. to find a way to make it work. <coughs> and that might increase the prices of chicken. Um, but doing free range, you're also sacrificing land as well as raising. I don't
2: mind place. giving up government land to these people. That's never been an issue. If the land is needed, and you know, I have it. Yeah. It's, it's there to be taken.
1: Well, I was just saying the last few ones you've tried to be focused on your environment and but get I, it I, feel like, from...
2: I feel like keeping it as farmland shouldn't destroy the environment. Turning it into it, a mine, I can see. It doesn't but,
1: destroy the environment, but it does repurpose it.
2: My my only hang-up is one is ban the treatment, but there won't be, a, there won't be an instant... Change of how they process it so they're going to be losing a lot of chickens, which as the pragmatist like that's, that's not good like, you're losing a lot of what, potential food for people these people these farmers are losing a lot of money, which is unfair on them, but three, it doesn't get re- removed the antibiotic part of it, but it potentially cuts away the point to ever give them it.
3: I think antibiotic would exercise the p- public parks that's what I was thinking her, just, just land, because
2: yeah. if, if, if I can take it for what it says this will lead to them not being sick, which will then mean... It's like the inverse reaction. So instead of cutting antibiotics and then having to go, oh, God, they're still getting sick, let's give them open areas. It's like if they're open areas, now we have no need to give them antibiotics because they're not getting sick. I just feel, oh, it's just... I'll go with that one. Yeah, I'll go with three. (laughs) Bye-bye, Park. Parks. Chickens frolic, <laughs> chickens frolic freely on swings and roundabouts in suplexity's playgrounds. Wait, are we still using them as playgrounds? That's amazing if we are. Like those kids. Social groups welcome rising income equality. Latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing. Banana sales also are also curving upwards, and Chamber of Commerce applauds government initiative. All right. So business subsidisation went up Uh just shy of 40%. Wow, yes. Health went up 15%. Safety went up 11%. Average income of the poor went up 10%. The economy rose by 10%. Income equality went up by 7 And then there's a bunch of other ones in the sixes which are just unrelated.
1: The power of government subsidisation. Like foreign (laughs) aid went up
2: 6% with all that chickens. On the other side of the scale... Agriculture went down 30%. Whoa, really? I guess they're not being as efficient. Free range yeah. is a less yeah. efficient oh, method of yeah. farming. And then the next one after that is vastly unrelated. Beverage sales down
1: 8%. I think that's to do with health. Yeah. I think those two are inversely. Well, obesity
2: did go down almost 6% as well. And death rate went down 3%. So ooh, I'm pretty happy with that. It's yeah. not, not bad. Good job, Seb America. Great, well, Thank you. <laughs> None of us
1: have had a particularly disastrous week. Congratulations. It's coming next <laughs> week. F-
3: for once, Andropolia yeah. is not on the bottom of that
1: list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you have any questions or comments, you can find us on Twitter at World Order Pod on Facebook.com forward slash a new world order podcast. You can send us an email at a new world order podcast at gmail Or if you want to get all ...of our secret Patreon-only episodes. That's one in every five. So there are four up there, five, five up there currently. And our episode zero where we set up our nations. All you have to go do is go to patreon.com forward slash a new world order. Give $1 a month or more depending on how much you want to interact with us. And you get Stuff. Stuff. You know? Audio stuff. Stuff for money. <laughs>
2: yep. Stuff for money. There's
1: also our intro as a ringtone. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. You're it is welcome. <laughs> uh,
2: all
1: right. Well, as always, I have been Chancellor Zainsti Stee... Jane Steve Weber. That's the one. Chancellor of the Federal <laughs> the Federal Council of zane Australia. Twirling forever. Towards the future.
2: I've been your people's champion, Sebastian, of the United States of Saint America, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be.
1: And I have been
3: Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great Confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche sans plume.
1: Until next time, gentlemen. <laughs> say having an opinion is like having a penis. It's really great for you, but you shouldn't share it around. That's exactly what we don't do. We share it all about the internet. And in fact, we advertise it on other people's podcasts so that they can go and enjoy it as well. Am I talking about penises or am I talking about opinions on film? To find out, you'll have to go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com, or find Second Take Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. But That's Not Kind Productions podcast.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more